This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Boomsies. From the backyard in Orono. It's the Boomsies Orono Fair Week Summer Spectacular. It's a gorgeous day. First week of September. Neighbors cut his lawn. <laughs> no one lives there. It used to be a bank. They decided today was the day that lawn got cut. First time this summer. It's an electric mower, so hopefully it's okay. Uh, episode 33, the Patrick Waugh episode. Greatest goalie in the history of the NHL. My favorite goalie. I've got every one of his hockey cards as a Montreal Canadian. Uh, I had all his posters. And then one time at the All-Star Week in L.A. when I lived there, I was at dinner with my buddy, and I see Patrick Waugh walk through the doors of the restaurant. And I'm thinking... Ah, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to bother him. My buddy's like, come on, he's your favorite goalie. Go up and tell him, tell him he did his highlights even. So I got some liquid courage, went up and met Patrick Waugh, told him my story, told how I did the highlights and I had all his cards, all his posters. And he said to me, you want a picture or what? So that was, I got the picture. <laughs> But now I look at that picture, I'm like, he wanted no part of that picture. What do they say? Sometimes you shouldn't meet your heroes. I think that was one of those times. Yeah. So it's the Orno Fair Week Summer Spectacular. We could not get a carny. They have yet to arrive in town because the fair starts on Thursday. I think uh, they're at another fair right now. But we got something better than a carny. <laughs> Stanley Cup winner, he's on the Welcome to Orono sign, Mr. Brian Bickle. Woo! Yes. Nice. Thanks, Dan. Took me 33 episodes <laughs> to get on, but I finally got on. So, on the Welcome to Orono sign, when did that go up? Uh, I think after 2013. Hmm. I brought the cup here in 2010, and then... I guess I had to bring the cup back again in 2013 for me to get my name on the back. <laughs> As a kid growing up in Orono, it's the biggest thing that happens in town. Yes, all year. Far. As a kid, were you pumped? Did you know when Fair Week was? Or were you like, eh, whatever? I think a little bit of both because it's the biggest. It's 120-something years that's been running, and you went to it every year, your friends and blah, blah, blah. But then you realize you're back to school. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's the, a bittersweet. Yeah. You look forward to it, but you're like, I don't. I'm not looking for that. Yeah, so it's uh, you get the first week of school, and then you're like, okay, we have to do the parade, and and then you just jump right back into school. And uh, it was always a good time. Uh, like right now, the kids are eight and six, so we bring them there, and we just brought them to C and E, the one in Toronto. Oh, how Ooh, was it? Busy, busy. Yeah, um, liked it, but I'm not a fan of that many people. And no, this one's going to be probably a tenth of it. But it's always a good one, and it's with the extra stuff, the tractor pulls, the crash up derby. Oh yeah, like see, that. that's what we do. We we go for a bit, come back to the house, then we're like, oh, the tractors are fired oh, up. Oh yeah, we can hear them. We aren't sleeping through this, so <laughs> let's go back. Uh, what's your go-to carnival food? I had this uh, conversation with my daughter Ruby last night because she got a candy apple at the Port Perry. It's another small yeah. town in uh, Ontario uh, at the fair. And I said, was it a caramel or red? And she said, red. I said, was the apple inside mushy? And she said, yes. Ooh. That's what the problem with red candy apples, always mushy apple. 
But what, it has to be a green candy apple for it not to be mushy? No, the caramel, I think caramel suits apples better. I, I have no know. idea. I'm not much of that because I don't like picking candy out of my teeth for the next okay, hour. Okay, so you go with candy. The best, the best food I go with, it has to be a fries or a poutine or something like that. Standard. That's boring. Boring, yeah, but... And what's your go-to carnival game? One time, you know the uh, game where you shoot the star out oh, with the gun? bingo, that's it. I got that once. I've got it many times. So you get the big stuffy for that. But there's actually a technique behind it. You don't shoot for the star. You no, shoot you go the outside it. Outside you go star. around it. Hey, See? buddy, you know yeah, the deal. I know the deal. Um, but the problem is that I ran into, I did this at the PNE in Vancouver when I won it. The guy analyzed that thing, looking for any, because he must lose money if he has to give away a big stuffy. <laughs> yes. Because he's like, everyone's yelling at him, give him the doll! There's give like him. A, a little corner <laughs> of a red DC. Yeah. And he's like pulling it out and getting his, like, oh yeah, they fight it all the time. The aim's not right on those either. No, it's a, it's like a sprinkler. It sprays everywhere. Yeah. You just got to control it and don't whiskey throw it. You just got to pepper the, so, the throttle. Uh, so you are not... A woodsman, you're a fisherman, you fish a lot. Yeah. Doesn't that get boring? No. I know, you love it. I'm I a woodsman it. too. I like it to be outdoors. and. Yeah, but you spend a lot of time on your boat. Yeah, my boat or, yeah, mostly on my boat. I just love fishing, man. I got, like, there's guys that played hockey or any sport. They, their off season is working out, getting ready for the next year, playing golf or fishing obviously the playing golf side is a lot more than the fishing side but i just got hooked and can't stop um if you devoted i've had this conversation with our good friend luke if you got to devote or wanted to devote more time to golfing you would be phenomenal because it's embarrassing you play a couple times a year and i go out and play and you beat me by 15 strokes no not yes. 15 just like that you know i got that bo- that natural bone in me i can do a lot of things and the natural I, bone? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> the, natural, the, the, <laughs> the athletic bone. I've got that natural bone inside me. No, I, I don't know. I'm, you're, I'm very you're, athletic. And yes. And hockey translates to golf. Golf, baseball. I was good in baseball. and Easy. You know, I could probably do. Uh, Easy, bragger. Well, geez. Hey, speaking of golf, I wrote down this note. <laughs> I have come to the conclusion because I had a slow round the other day. No matter who is in front of you on the golf course, you will consider every person in that group a horrible golfer if you have to wait a couple holes. Oh, for sure. You could have Tiger Woods, Rory, uh, Nick Faldo, anyone in front of you. If you have to wait a couple holes on them, you're carving their game the entire time. Yeah, I don't know. Like Those are the people that pace themselves and they have their routine and take some... 15 seconds to line up behind the ball. I'm like, just hit the goddamn ball. You know what the g- biggest time waster is on the tee box? Because it should be rat-a-tat-tat-tat. Not, Instead, they're like, uh, one guy's still not got his driver out. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Delay, delay. I, I can't handle it. And, and there's no self-awareness. They never peek back. I know. There's something that I saw on the, on the gram a couple days ago. The did, you see the, did you see those motorcycle Golf carts? Oh, yeah. So, oh, so I want to try that. I don't know where they're at. They're probably not here. They're probably in the I States. think they've got them at the Newcastle Golf and Country they, Club. Well, Newcastle, I heard it's getting better. So Okay. New management taking over and fixing up the place. Um, also, I wanted to bring up, where the hell are those candles? Ooh. Uh, don't forget your Boomsies candles. And I wanted to point out something, because each time I, I tell people to go to 10fed.com and get your Boomsies candles, every candle sold, 10 feeds uh, 10 kids. Nice. Every candle sold feeds 10 kids. Anything on their site. You buy it, it feeds 10 kids. Oh, the geez. So I always feel the need. I like over explain how this is for charity. And I realized why. Because when I did my Danitize stuff on Instagram, at least one person would say, oh, what's your cut of that? I'm like, there's no cut. I'm doing this for free. Yeah. And then I thought back to when I ran a lottery pool when I worked in Vancouver, everyone would chip in a dollar for like the 649 or something. One of the draws, we won two thousand dollars. Yeah. One of the guys, after I give him like two hundred bucks or something, he's like, eh, "I wonder how much you took." And I'm like, oh, the "Same thing." Off. Yeah. Off. People are just people don't reach. They reach. And also, I had another note here: cable boxes. I've come to the. You know how cable companies make their money? By the, the cable, cable boxes. boxes. 
because you you're renting it, and then you think after the rental period you own it. They're like, no, no, you gotta send that back to us. So they would send the box that's not usable anymore to somewhere else that buys it for the parts. And the box that you're renting, it probably equates to like a thousand dollars over the rental period. Yeah, they've bought from the company that makes them for probably fifty bucks. Not even probably. I don't know why it took me this long to the age of forty six for me like to if figure you out. Had Bell for twenty years. Whoa, what's that? I don't know what that company I don't know, is. Or whatever, Rogers. I don't know. Or, you know what I'm talking I about. I don't know what that other company okay. was. I don't know any other. company Is that a new either. company? Yeah, I have never heard of it. <laughs> um, go on for twenty years. Yes. Yeah. Then you're spending so much in rent, but then. You don't get it. You don't get to keep it. You don't get to do anything. No. It's like leasing a car. Uh, a friend of mine just canceled their services. They have received 25 calls in, since they canceled. They're telling them they can get everything, internet, phone, cable for like $50. So that my friend's like, but my internet's 100 So can you just say I got the inter- or the package and yeah. give me my internet for 50 They're like, no, we got to send you these boxes. <laughs> You need to have those boxes in your house. I'm like, that's where it clicked for me. I'm like, the boxes are the key to the profits. Yes. And Netflix, you don't need a box. No, just need an app. Mm. That's what uh, everything going to, apps for everything now. Yeah, but now it's turning into like essentially what you would pay for cable when you got all the uh, like Prime, Disney, Netflix. It's so much more convenient. And you don't get this ugly box. Yeah, cheers. Exactly. Cheers gonna break. Uh, you'll break be and I'm gonna sweat through it. Probably you'll too. be sitting in one of these chairs Friday night. No, you'll probably be standing. Yeah, uh, we have a big country concert the Friday night of the Orono Fair that uh, Bix and everyone comes over for the uh, the tailgating before. Yep. But there's a big issue this year: the concert sold out. Somehow, can't get it tickets yet. Still but reaching. here's the thing. Still reaching. Over oh, getting up. Here's here's the thing. The concert is in picture a horse ring. That's where they have to hold the concert. Horse ring is encased by a fence. So you get your ticket, you go in the horse ring. If you don't have a ticket, you just stand on the other side of the fence. <laughs> so you, you're like still looking. Yeah. I'm just saying, so if you can't didn't get a ticket. You're going to be okay. Whoever has yeah, got I mean, a ticket. You can't, you know, you can't get the, you know, the cocktails at the, at the bars and stuff like that. And it's for a good cause. It goes back to Warno's fair. And oh, I makes know. It better I'm just saying, year. I'm saying I for know. the people that missed out, they aren't going to like. I missed out. I still can't get tickets. Me neither. You know, you're on the welcome to Orno side. I know. I got to look into that a little bit more. What if you introed the band? Yeah. Then I. You get a ticket. Yeah. Hopefully. Who's in charge of the concert? I don't know. Um, one other thing. On Amazon Prime, there's a movie called Uncharted. I guess it was a big... Uh, was this a blockbuster, Tim? It was a blockbuster movie. Uncharted. With uh, Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. Have you seen it? No. I have come to another realization at the age of 46. Mark Wahlberg is hilarious. Oh, yeah. There's some... Uh, what's that movie? No, can't recall. Ted? No. Other guy? Is it the uh, other guys? Time up or time's in, time in, or me time, me time. <laughs> oh, me time. That's, That's with, with Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart, but he's in it too, I think. Yeah. It's good? Yeah, yeah, it's me time. Okay, so Uncharted, he steals every scene he's in. It gets a little far-fetched, this movie, but it's a movie. Yeah. You have to suspend belief. Right. Have you seen the Manti Teo? No, uh, doc. No, no. I'm not much of a movie guy. It's not a movie. It's a documentary. Documentary. Not much TV. Just sports highlights. Sports. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Have you watched the Live Golf? No. No. Me neither. No. Can't live. Can't watch the Live. (laughs) Can't live. Uh, we're going to barbecue some stuff. Do you want to do the barbecuing? Up. Yeah, well, I started the barbecue. I, just, I, I might need help getting out of this chair. So, forty girls, Bix so. is a big smoker. We got a, a barbecue here on the uh, set. Bix uh, likes, um, he's got the Traeger. 
right? Yeah. I Whoa, got I thought you were putting your hand right on the there. Sure, we're working with here. Well, do you want dogs or you want uh, birds? Either, whatever you're doing. I'm going for a uh, bird. All right. Vix, you gave some uh, cooking advice to someone that sticks with me. That sticks with me? That sticks with me. You said oh, it to someone. Nice what's what's your go-to cooking advice? Uh, Hang on. go-to cooking advice. Uh, it's not the meat. It's the who cooks the meat. I don't know. Um, no. You you said to someone, slower and longer. Slower. On better. everything. Everything. Grilled cheese. You name it. Yeah. And that stuck with me. I'm like, he's got a point. Because yeah. I'm always crank. I want things done quick. Yeah. No. Slower and longer. Yeah, you're right. Totally forgot about that. And on that Traeger grill, man, you're jerky. I go there every time when I'm at your house and look in your fridge to see if there is any. Yeah. You, even though I'm not even home, you still go in my house and <laughs> look in my fridge. I would go in your pool. Okay, so Brian has a problem with his pool. It's too cold, <laughs> he says. <laughs> it is. Well, when it's 95 degrees out, like I want a cool pool. I don't no, want no, no, I want that pool at 90. Yeah, you I want do. a 5% cool down. You can throw some couple bills in the in I the said I would start, uh, Tim, can you open these here? Here, I'll open them. Well, oh, here's. So I just want that pool at 90. And I said I'd start a GoFundMe for your pool. Yeah. It hasn't started yet, though. I haven't got. Thanks. Appreciate that. Hey, Tim, are welcome. you having a burger? Wow, we got a lot of burgers. <laughs> How about a dog? We got the freshest. Yep. Um, so my producer, my other producer, Z Money, he sent me a message to a link to a big fancy um, butcher. Yeah. Remember, I sent it to you. Right. I said, what do you want from this place? So I said, I don't know, just burgers. So I thought these going to be nice, nice butcher shop burgers. Yeah. He went to the grocery store and got us frozen burgers. Yeah, they're thick and juicy, it says on the package. So we'll put that to the test. Well, why would he send us the link to this fancy butcher shop? Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I got questions for that kid. So let's see here. Let's get down to the, uh, the brass tacks. You retired in 2017. Yeah. I guess, yeah. That long, eh? That's when I moved to this town. And you were one of the first people to greet me. I tell the story how you just pulled up in a truck yep. in the middle of the street. I pulled up on the wrong side. No, I think you were blocking all the street. Yeah, yeah. So well, thank, was, you. Was thank coming, you for I was coming through town. The big hype was Dan was coming in town. and But you do that to every person that moves to Orno. Um, you pull up and say, hey, I'm Brian Bickle. Don't f*** around. I'm on the sign. Um, No, 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 no. <laughs> No, I just knew you're you're a cool cat, and I thought maybe oh dang, Dan's coming to town. I should meet this guy. That how how going to run the town after I'm running the town. How much do you regret that decision now? Um, no, I think it's been great. Okay, good, good answer. It was it was it was kind of crazy at the start, but things have got better. Yeah, it describes my life in general. <laughs> yeah. In a good way, though. Yeah. In a good way. Um, so you recovered? You recovered. You retired uh, because of MS. Yeah. How's that going? MS is, uh, well, it's to, to find yeah. out you got it. But yeah. no, my, my treatments and everything's been going good. I've been on um, five months on my treatments. Everything's stable. Nothing's come up. Um, try to be as stress-free as possible. The stress trigger yeah triggers but then it just enhances everything yeah and heat does as well Heat does yeah um but then you know two young kids are now eight and six but you know lucky i have amanda to really you know take the stress away from me and take care of the kids majority of the time but no it's uh no it's been pretty good um obviously it sucks to find out but then yeah there's a long time when I was playing, there was something going on. My game was falling. And yeah, then... so what were the uh, the indicators when you were playing that you knew something was up? Uh, so it felt like I had a pinched nerve in my shoulder. Like I hit a guy, and I'm like, oh, man, I got to ice my shoulder, put take some of leave, blah, blah, blah. And then it went down my arm. So I'm like, what's going on? It, because it didn't stay. It would come and go. Mm-hmm. 
and then it went to my leg. And then I was, I remember the, the exact time I was in Jersey for. So it was uh, like a numbness? No, it was just like, like the signal was off. Like yeah. you tell yourself to do, your brain's telling me to move my fingers. So like I couldn't, I was trying to tell it, but it wasn't doing it. Okay. And then I was in Jersey and I tried to stop on my right foot. And like stick handle, and I'll be going in the corner. And then I'm like, something's really off. And then I talked to the doctors and talked to the team doctors in Jersey. They're like, oh, they thought it was vertigo. And then didn't play, went back home, got the old MRI. And they obviously looked into multiple different things. And then I found the lesions that I have on my brain, my spine that um, kind of intercept me doing things. So if I was writing a sentence and it would kick in, it would be like I was in kindergarten, mm-hmm. right? So um yeah finding out that news was so how long from when you started experiencing these symptoms to them diagnosing it how long was that period well we don't really know because like the hand the heightened of what i felt was probably six months but then it could have been longer without me noticing um a big thing with people with ms is balance and then now I'm looking back and working out years ago, and then my balance was always off. And like I maybe I'm just thinking I'm like, oh, I'm getting old. I got bad knees, yada yada yada. But then really it could have been that thing with the MS. So it's um, unknown thing that don't know why and how and if and just happens. You just gotta live with it and move on. Well, you're doing great with it. Um, you would never know that uh, you have it. Just like when I tell people. You could hang out with you every day for five years and never know you played in the NHL. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I know. That's it's not you didn't winning a Stanley Cup isn't what you base yourself around. No, like you obviously you know I'm from Orno, population Orno when mm-hmm. I was a kid was eight hundred people and well, know, I don't I, think it's really booms so that you can't build anything okay, here. It's nine hundred people now. <laughs> we're we're locked by a highway and a crown land. You yeah. can't build anything. Perfect. Here. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Quiet. No, it, it, I'm like I'm just a, a small town kid that uh, appreciates, you know, what I, you know, I was fortunate to to make the NHL and, you know, I worked hard and worked my way to moving to Toronto and moving everywhere to to make those next steps. Uh, but I just appreciate where you come from, where you're. Yeah. you're how your family's or your parents grew you up. And like, uh, for me, there's, I always took time for kids autograph. I always like, if they're sitting beside the So bus, you aren't like Patrick Waugh. No, but like he, <laughs> he, he definitely got a lot more pressure. I'm not quite bad as a Patrick Waugh, but I always took time and gave back to my community. And yeah, it's like people. a shrine to you at the Orono arena here. So when you played hockey at a young age, at one point, did you or your family, or maybe it wasn't even this this way. Look at you and say, "Wow, he's way better than the other kids." Or was it not like that? Uh, no. So I, you know, started in Orono, can skate, can skated for a couple of years. My parents were like, "If I get to buy this all this hockey gear, you better learn how to skate before you can do that." Because a lot of now parents nowadays they just throw everything on and they're like, "Okay, go skate." And they're like, "Whoa, they can't skate." Yeah. So I can skated for a couple of years. Played in Orono until I was, I think. Um, just before PV, so Adam, which it's probably all changed now. I don't know what it is. And then I moved to, I didn't move, but I played AAA up in Lindsay. Okay. Um, better hockey. There was a group of probably five or six kids from my age, a year older and a year younger. We all played here and then we all went to Lindsay because that was a local um, AAA because Clarington didn't have a AAA team when we grew up. And then still listening. I'm just checking on the burgers. Then, uh, well, it's slow. That's going to be perfect. Okay, I just want to make and sure we're frozen good. too. Oh yeah, we're good. Um, and then um, Lindsay wasn't a team, and uh, so I moved to Toronto. I actually physically had to move when I was 15 or 14 to Toronto, move my school so I can play in a better hockey market because I was starting to realize I was getting better right. and better, and my parents. We're like, well, we need to put him in a better league for to get better recognized. And obviously, Toronto being the hub city of the world for you know kids hockey, um, went there and got drafted and to Ottawa. What round were you drafted in? I should have looked this up. Uh, I got uh, drafted second second round to Ottawa to the 67s. Played my first year, then I got drafted my third year out of 
them to Chicago in the second round as well. Second, so second round the OHL picks. Yeah. Second round the consistent, NHL. I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Chicago, what a town! Yeah, it is a town. That's how. If no one's ever been, I always say this about Toronto. Chicago is how Toronto should be. Like you would never know Toronto's on a lake most of the time. Yeah. Well, they're, I don't know. Their their beachfront's a little different, right? Chicago or Toronto's? Uh, Toronto. Well, there's well, Toronto built the sh- highway that blocks everything. They yeah, elevated the highway, and that yeah. screwed up everything. Yeah, they can't see. Just the like garden. the cars. No, I like Chicago. Like the food and the entertainment, and you know, Toronto has that. It just feels different. There's different hubs in the city of Chicago to here, and everything's kind of close to the water. And I don't know. They do it. I think a little bit different. I liked it a lot. Um, backtracking to the, the Orono Arena here. Yeah. I've heard from many people, best ice in the league around here. In the standards of ice that you've skated on your entire life, is Orono rank in the top 5%, the ice here? Uh, yeah, I think it ranks. Like, I've played on ice in the NHL, and it's... Orno's ice is better than that. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, there's because they aren't having multiple events, so yeah. it should be damn good. Yeah, and they keep it hard and it's fast. And um, did but... you ever play on an NHL ice surface in which you went out for warm up and you said we cannot play hockey on this? Uh, yeah, multiple times. Like it was just slush. Not slush, just like soft and slow. Like for skating, you just feel slow. Like if you go to like Edmonton, which was probably has the fastest ice in the league, it's just like it's fast. Like yeah. you get on it, you're you you don't even need to do anything. You're going. Like for me, I'm a heavy and a bigger guy. Like I need that extra because I need to keep up with these little guys mm-hmm. and to have the better ice. It just made it easier for me. So where was notoriously the worst ice? The worst ice. Well, probably like southern places it depends on the weather the humidity rate like um tampa always had good ice but florida had it up there carolina was not that good but wait i thought carolina's ice was good because when i went to that rink a couple times it was freezing it was like a wind tunnel down yeah, at but ice again, level it's all depends on what's the night before right you know if there's a basketball game that morning and they're gonna go play hockey that night like it's gonna be a little different must have been different Going from Chicago to Carolina with regards to, you could walk around probably for two years in Carolina and no one would know you played for the team. No, you still can probably. (laughs) If you're there for years. Yeah. No, like um, obviously Chicago's a top five market for sure. And Carolina's probably, uh, well, it's, it's getting better. Like when I played, it was probably more of a bottom five, right? for the fan base and, and things like that, but they're starting to get a better team. They're making pushes, and obviously the, what do they call their fans? The Kaniacs. Kaniacs. They're definitely full force and bring the heat. My philosophy for how players feel is you play in a market like Toronto or Chicago or any Canadian market, then after a while you're like, okay, this – Yep, I've been in the the heart of it. I've been at the center of the storm. It's I'd love to go play in a L.A. or a Carolina where you can live and your neighbor doesn't even know you play for the team. Yeah, I think you you want to experience both. Probably. Yeah, and I remember the when I retired the first year. That's the next year would have been Vegas came in. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, it'd be great to get you know picked up from them and live in Vegas and have all. Like all your friends and family come more because you're in Vegas, and then just have to experience that Vegas life of everything off the strip too, because it's a good place to live. But um, you know, like being in a cold market, you get in that hockey feel. Mm-hmm. You know, you you this is what you're here for. If you go somewhere warm, you're then you're like, it just doesn't feel like hockey. But later in your career, you just like, oh, you know what? They got this blower out now. It's gonna. I guess they're cleaning up for the fair in case the carnies <laughs> get back there. For extra parking. <laughs> I don't know. You should rent out your parking spot up here. Oh, God. Sorry about this noise. No, but uh, it would be go. nice at the end of the career. Then you can go, go golfing or go to the beach or on your days off and things like that instead of freezing your coattails off. Um, You still 
watch and like hockey because I know some players that have retired and they're like, eh, I catch it if it's on like at someone's house. It's not they they don't love the game. It's just, eh, I had enough of it. Yeah, you get, I guess you get over it pretty quick. Like if your life, like from, from when I was a kid to, you know, 30 years old, it was all about hockey, 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 hockey. And I still love watching hockey. And, you still play. And I still play and things like that. But then people always ask me, do you want to coach in hockey? I'm like, yeah, not quite yet. Do you want to coach your kids? I'm like, yeah, not quite yet. I wanted them to get a little older first and. I don't want to be, I guess, a babysitter for twenty kids. I want to. I want to teach them. Not, and you can teach them at a young age, but I just don't maybe have the patience right now. It's too much work. It's too much work. Well, we mentioned Luke, your neighbor, our buddy. He coaches. It's he's stressed out. Oh, he, and he doesn't say no to anything. Yes, 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 yes. I'm like, either, this is this is too much, too much. Bumped up thirty five. Tim, what are we at here? Five, six, seven, eight. Almost fell out of the chair. We're at three thirty-five. Okay. <laughs> okay. How's our burgers looking? Oh, that's yeah. a good looking. That's a good, that's a good flip right Oh, there. that one's got needs uh it's uneven. Yeah, you got the coals on one side favorite. Yeah, you dump the coals in. Well, I'm not much of a coal uh barbecue guy, okay. Would you classify my backyard setup as modern hillbilly? Uh no, because I, I I painted these chairs myself. Uh, yeah, you ran out of my too. my um, coal fired barbecue has holes in it because I uh, hit it with a slingshot. Yeah, I thought you were hitting with golf balls. Look at the size of the dents. No, no, golf ball. It ricochet and hit someone in the head. Rocks, Ooh. you're good. Ooh. Where do you keep your Stanley Cup rings? I still have, I've never seen your Stanley Cup rings. I keep them in a secret spot. Okay. Can't tell you about that. Interesting. <laughs> okay, uh, you're gonna. We're gonna run through some. Um, oh, they're shoveling over there. They're cleaning it all. They're getting ready. It's a big thing. Two years. It hasn't had the one fair. <laughs> 126 years or something that's been running. Clean up your back parking lots. The yeah. fair is here. <laughs> Maybe they are renting at the parking spots. Yeah, I would. I'd make some. This money. is up for lease. No. No? No, I don't know. Okay. NFL football season's back. This is the first year that um, sports betting is legal in Ontario for the football season. Yeah. It's... And I believe, we were discussing this before the podcast, football must account for 90% of all sports gambling. It's up there for sure. I'm saying 90%. Tim? In North America for sure. He's saying basketball. basketball. Really? What? What? Tim, you're wrong. Tim. I would think baseball over basketball. Tim is saying basketball is the most bet on sport. Oh. Other than football. Okay, NFL. So I thought you were saying basketball more than football. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I go with that. I'm back on Tim's side. I'm not. You're always anti-Tim. Yeah. Okay. Most uh, wagered on NFL futures of any kind by total money. Bills to win the Super Bowl, number one. That's number one? Yep. Bills to win the AFC East, number two, bet on. Bengals to win the Super Bowl, number three. Okay, yeah. Top ten Super Bowl futures by percentage of money. Bills, Bengals, Rams, Bucks, Chiefs. Regular season MVP favorites, Josh Allen. It's all Bills. When we get to our NFL insider, Mike Garofolo, I'm going to talk everything but Bills. No offense to Bills fan. Producer Tim's a Bills fan. It's yeah. just there's a lot of Bills talk. Well, it's, it's too much pressure on these guys. Yeah, it is. How many NFL games have you been to? Uh, oh man, I don't know. Probably a handful. Where? Chicago. Chicago. Where else? Yeah, Chicago. That's it. I've only been to two. One in Kansas City. Uh, to see the Chiefs, and then when they had that dumb, dumb NFL series in Toronto, uh, it was a garbage. Yeah, that's true. It was. Who did they play? Buffalo and who? Buffalo. Oh, and... it was like Buffalo and Miami. Did they play here? Yeah. Pittsburgh. Free tickets. Free tickets. Here you go. I'm up for uh, anytime I get free tickets. Some events I've gone to where I got free tickets, I'm like, actually, they should have paid me to come to this too. <laughs> 
Are you at the age where the thought of going to like a Leaf game or a Jays game, you're like, ah, getting down there and then, oh, the traffic and finding parking where you're like, I'm just going to watch it on TV. Oh, I'm definitely there. I enjoy enjoy sitting on my couch and watching a game because you get get all the replays and you get everything, right? Yeah, and you get that homemade jerky. we're, We're an hour, but the GO train's convenient. No, it isn't. I'd like to leave when I want. I don't want to wait for a well, train. You wait half an hour. It's not. It's not going to hurt you. But uh, it's nice and, and live though too. I love baseball live. Oh, baseball live's yeah. great. Except if uh, it's a hot day and you're on the sunny side, Ooh, that never gets the shade. Yeah, so if you're you on the first pick, base side, we got to pick a certain section. You have to pick the third base side if third you're going base to a side, day game. But then if it's like pier noon to. Whatever, you're like you're just getting roasted. But then you need to pick like outfield underneath, like ten rows up. So my buddy Dayton and I, we went to a Jays game once at the Sky Dome, and my mom dropped us off. It's not Un- called the Sky Dome anymore. Unbeknownst to her, we had a bunch of beers in our pants. So, car ride up from Peterborough, which is an hour and a half. <laughs> Into the Jays game in the boiling sun. Those beers were on the verge of bubbling, <laughs> but we drank them because we had no money. no money. Did the same at the Montreal Forum. Snuck beers into, and we didn't know you had to run up the seats. You did, had to run up the stairs for the uh, rush seating, which was all standing room. Yep, yep. So as we run up the stairs, we've got uh, Labat Sancon in our uh, belts. They start falling out while we're running up. All you hear is ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what you would do when you have no money and you want to drink. Yeah. Plus. Uh, what's the next? Oh, uh, okay. Which MLB closer has the best walkout song? Right now? Edwin Diaz. He's got the uh, the narco yeah, yeah. with Timmy Trumpet. Yeah. But Dodgers closer... Craig Kimbrell, he's changed his walkout song last month during Women's Day to Dodger Stadium to let it go from Frozen. He pitched well that day, so he decided to keep it. He's on fire. Who has the better walkout song? Uh, Diaz, for sure. See, I'm going to go with Frozen because right now, Frozen goes in trends in this house. It's back on. <laughs> it's back on. Yeah. We've got let it go cranking. Yeah. We're uh, no, I'm out, I'm out of the frozen game right now. <laughs> Hopefully, never gonna go back until something new comes up. Come on, no, let it it's go. A... I gotta let go. Uh, no, we gotta send to our um NFL insider Mike Garofolo. Uh, and then we're gonna come back after him. Hopefully, have some hot dogs. So, Mike Garofolo. We worked together uh, at Fox. We worked together at my previous job, yep. and now he's gonna join us. I'm going to be in the basement. I'm going to go down to the basement to do this interview. And then we're going to come back to wrap it up. Here is the NFL Network's Mike Garofolo. Mike Garofolo. You look fantastic, my friend. <laughs> oh, must be the lighting. <laughs> Hi, Dan. You, you, Hi, buddy. You look a fine wine. Looking better with age. I wish buddy. I was drinking wine right now. <laughs> yeah, what's what's going on? You said you're having a day. What's uh, open the curtain for? I listen from the time I started covering the NFL uh, in 2004 on a regular basis. It's like the first day of school jitters, right? Like the the week leading up. How am I going to do this? And and frankly, I should probably say, how am I going to do this every off season? The off season's harder. It's the season season's got a rhythm and everything, but you know we're we're getting ready to get going here and. How's everything going to work? What's the flow of everything? I got a couple of new assignments uh, this year uh, as opposed to the last couple of years. So I, I, there's a lot of unknowns, you know, getting a little getting a little anxious over here. <laughs> Nothing settles it down like that wine you're talking about. Eric. I, I was talking with Ariel Hawani last week about uh, the, our love of baseball. And just when you see a field for the first time, yeah. when you walk into a stadium, do you still get that? Knowing you've you've walked onto hundreds of NFL fields in your life, when you still walk onto a field, do you still get goosebumps? Yeah, no question. Um, and, and that's why I enjoy covering games, uh, I, which will be part of my. 
Let's stop beating around the bush. So I'm doing Thursday night football pregame for the NFL Network this year. Uh, we're going to have a split show. We're going to have a, a, a half of us in studio, a half of us uh, on the field. Half of us is going to be me and Steve Smith uh, most regularly. There'll be some weeks where we're not doing that. And Steve Weish, my colleague, will handle a couple of games. But for the most part, it'll be me and Steve, um, which is great because it's a regular gig that gets me on the field pregame. Um, I love covering games. Um, I, I I really enjoy being down there pregame, talking to people, seeing people. The, the 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 sound of the crowd. I'll never get over how weird it was in 2020 when the stadiums were empty or half empty. Um, so yeah, I, it's there's nothing like it. And and all this agita that I'm dealing with right now, and and you know a- anxiety of how once we get on the field. For our first game, I got Jets uh, Ravens on Sunday. I'm excited about that. Once I'm down there on the field at MetLife, th- yeah, this is why we do it. That's the kind of feeling we get. Uh, Mike, this is a very broad question, yep. but Buffalo, it's all anyone wants to talk about. Let's not talk about Buffalo. <laughs> what what's what's not being talked about where you're like, why, why isn't anyone talking about this? Or it's just a lot of Buffalo talk. Yeah. Boomsies. With Dan O'Toole. Babs- Let's not talk about that. That's the, that's the, that's the tagline. Uh, Indianapolis. Um, and, and listen, I get it. The NFC West is stacked. Whoever winds up winning that, probably going to be your favorite um, coming out of the AFC. But you know what? They may beat up on each other, and Indy may have an easy go with Houston and Jacksonville and even Tennessee to a certain degree. And they may fatten up their record, and the, and the road to the Super Bowl may run through Indianapolis in the AFC. That That's... I think I think Matt Ryan uh, is one of the better quarterbacks that still, over the course of his career, hasn't gotten enough respect. Uh, he was uh, the MVP one year, if I'm not. Yeah, he was the MVP the year they went to the Super Bowl, right? Um, it's it's a team that's really loaded and we- uh, really well balanced across the roster. Now they've got a quarterback that they feel like they can rely upon. I think Carson Wentz didn't get a fair shake there, but whatever. Um, that that's the team that to me could jump up and surprise. Who's the best quarterback in the AFC West? <laughs> Patty Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, or Derek Carr? Go. I mean, it's Mahomes, but Justin Herbert is special, which is really crazy considering there were so many question marks on him coming out. And you look back and it's like, how? I mean, then again, how did Mahomes not go earlier in his draft? But whatever, we'll focus on uh, Herbert, who's what I, I want to talk about. This notion that he was this passive guy and he can't. There's a lot of different ways to be a leader at quarterback. I covered Eli Manning. That was one way to be a, a leader. Never a rah-rah guy. Never a vocal guy. The year they went to the Super Bowl, Strahan did this thing in the end zone. We're going to stomp you out. Where he'd get up and the whole team would jump. And they would, oh, we're going to stomp you out. And Strahan's jumping. And there's one guy who wasn't jumping or moving. It was Eli Manning just standing there watching the whole thing. And then when it came to crunch time, uh, when it came time to, to, to have your quarterback make a play and put a team in the back, he did it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think if at the end of this year we're having a real legitimate conversation about whether it's Mahomes or Herbert, I wouldn't be shocked. Will the Broncos win 11 games? No. Um, it's too tough. It's too tough out there. Um, I, I, have, I have real questions about – you know, have we seen the best of Russell Wilson? Uh, I, I, maybe. I mean, you know, last year, I understand it was the finger and all that stuff, but a lot of what he does, that you know, he's not a running quarterback, but he's a quick move kind of guy, and, and that really sets up a lot of the things that he does from a passing standpoint. Quick move to get a throwing window to throw into. You know, that he's never going to get – I say this about – Lamar Jackson all the time. Lamar Jackson better get better at throwing the football and manipulating defenses with his eyes because you're never going to be faster than you are right now or than you were the last couple of years. Uh, you know, Ru- Russell Wilson, if this quick twitch stuff starts to go, we may have seen the best of Russ. Now, I know that they're they're hot uh, for him in Denver and let's ride. And they're excited and all that stuff. And there is talent on the roster. It's not like it's bereft of talent, but I start to line it up in that AFC West. I, I, I think that they're, they should – and James Palmer, our colleague at NFL Network, who who covers the Broncos and lives in Denver, he's been saying this since May. People better chill out there. Like, it's going to be better. It's going to be great. It's exciting. Don't start thinking that all of a sudden this team's going right to the Super Bowl. He thinks that they could come in a little lower on expectations. 
Unrelated, there was a fruit fly flying around that entire time. Do you have fruit flies in your house this summer? I I am running a fruit fly yeah. city okay. in my place. Fruit fly city. Uh, I've got, we got mosquitoes all over the place and I'm probably scratching myself just thinking about them right now. I haven't gotten bit. Uh, I did just grab one out of the air. I grabbed two out of the air, which I've been struggling to do. You know, when you get the mosquito right there and you got to, oh, it's a mosquito. <laughs> And he's gone. And it's like, this thing could be anywhere in the house. <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. No, He could be. You'll hear it. He could be biting me at three in the morning. I had. I, at three in the morning, they've got like a megaphone. Yeah. Well, they, they're attracted to carbon dioxide and heat. I talk a lot and I give off body heat. So who's the target? This guy's the target. Um, but I, I also, did you know this? Little known fact. What? Only female mosquitoes bite. Because, of course, the men fairly <laughs> just. Hide in the bushes and wait for the women to come back with the blood. Yeah, the men the men are too lazy. Yeah, you go. I'm not risking my life. Yeah, I don't need. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's. My wife is pissed when I told her that. She's like, "That's some bullshit." Can I curse? Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, we'll beep it. <laughs> my wife's like, "That's some bullshit." I was like, "But listen, we're, these are mosquitoes we're talking about. This is not like. It's not like I'm gonna say." We should start emulating the mosquitoes. <laughs> don't don't all of a sudden conflate what's happening in the yeah. bushes with what's happening in this household. I'm not condoning it. I'm just giving you a scientific fact. Anyway, <laughs> caught two out of the uh, air. Proud of myself. What coach has the shortest leash in the NFL? Shortest leash in the NFL. Huh. You know, that's a, good. You were yeah. going to say? No, I said that's a tough one. It is a tough one. Um the shortest like i could already see some situations where i'm gonna start the question about hey is this guy you know like how long are the the jets are historically impatient and i the jets are also just the jets yeah, but they're moving in the right direction and i'm like i please don't start to like oh we got to make another move here like chill out relax let this go um I, that's the one i worry about um, I wonder how much longer if Washington doesn't start to be successful. I mean, the obvious one to me is Matt Rule with the Carolina Panthers. Um, I, I happen to think, though, that they're probably a little bit better than we uh, uh, give them credit for. And uh, I think with Baker Mayfield, they could win some games. But, you know, if they don't, that's that's the obvious answer there, uh, Matt Rule and the, and the Carolina Panthers. But, again, keep an eye on them as a possible sleeper. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but I believe my neighbor is the starting quarterback for Seattle. Is that, am I hearing that correctly? <laughs> if your neighbor's with Geno Smith. <laughs> well, it was a, a carousel. Uh, they didn't know who they were going to go with, but they go with Geno. Is that, is that really going to work? Well, hold on. We're burying the lead. Geno Smith is your neighbor. No, I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. because, because 90% of fans do don't know who the quarterback is for Seattle <laughs> I, right now. I got you. Who is your neighbor? We'll find that out on another episode of Boomsies with Dan O'Toole. Um, no, people already know it's all Dan's. I'm, I got a neighbor uh, across the street, Dan, neighbor to the left of me, Dan. Where is it? It's Dan Town. It's, <laughs> you are the mayor, though. Um, Dan Marino is my neighbor. <laughs> they may be better off with him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, there, there was a lot of support for Drew Locke inside the building this offseason. Um, there wasn't a notion that this would be a quarterback competition and then, uh, COVID screwed everything up. Uh, Billy Joel played a factor there somewhere, somehow, which was an amazing quote from John Schneider, their general manager talking about how they went to Pittsburgh and they couldn't play on Thursday because of Billy Joel. He goes, you know, the piano man and all that. I'm reading the transcript and it's like <laughs> Billy Joel, you know, the piano man and all. like they transcribed the whole thing. Uh, so there were a couple of concerts and it screwed up the timing of it. Just it was not what they had envisioned. So it'll be Geno Smith to start, but it'll be Drew Locke shortly thereafter. My prediction anyway. Uh, will the Patriots win nine games? Yes. Yes. Oh, and I think, okay. I think they start one and oh. How about that? Now, I, I, you know, everybody's hot for the, for the uh, Dolphins. Um, Mike McDaniel against Bill Belichick week one. First ever game as a head coach. Hey, give me Belichick. What team is going to surprise people this year where you see them and no one's talking about them? 
Mike Garofolo. Uh, well, hold on. No one's talking about them. Well, yeah, it's I mean, like I, they're flying under the right. radar. Um, see, there's different levels. It's like if I say the Houston Texans, right? They're not making the playoffs, but if they win seven, eight games, that surprises folks. That's the team that I think not enough people are giving credit to as far as you know being out of that conversation for the first round pick and moving in the right direction. Davis Mills, I think, is really surprising a lot of folks with what he's been able to do. Uh, they love him inside the building. There's, you know, Nick Casario has been working on getting his talent in there. I think the Houston Texans can jump up. They're not making the playoffs again, but um, that's a team that could surprise. Uh, let me think of a team that could make the playoffs, though, that could surprise people that's not getting not enough attention. Minnesota? I don't think enough people are talking about Minnesota. Um, so that's the team that could be playing in January with the potential to do some things. I'll go with them. Uh, best stadium. If you only had one stadium to watch a game in for the rest of your mm-hmm. life, that stadium would Easy. be Seattle. Love it. Uh, I don't even know what it's called these days. Lumen field. I think it's Lumen field. It was quest field. I think before that it was CenturyLink. Uh, it's Lumen field. Uh, what I love about that is I, so I, I covered the giants back when the giants had like 11 false start penalties. You remember that game back in 2005? I want to say it was. Uh, six, I think. Actually, they go back the following year, and I did a story on the stadium itself. Now, here's what's funny. Uh, I talked to a guy at Vulcan, which was uh, Paul Allen's company, and he talked about why the stadium was so loud. It was a mo- uh, multitude of factors. It was built on the old Kingdom footprint, which meant it had to be smaller than a lot of the stadiums because there was a smaller footprint. So the seats had to be tilted more toward the field, which kept the noise in. They also did kind of a clamshell roof purposely to keep the noise in. Then back in the end zone, they wanted metal bleachers so that the fans could pound on the bleachers and that, that allowed for more noise. And the other side, they put like every part of the stadium up and down and around was about generating noise either by accident or on purpose. So I did this whole story about how this stadium generates noise. The day of the game, I'm out in Seattle and they wrote the same story talking to the same guy. And the guy said, it has nothing to do with the stadium. It's all the fans. And I remember being so pissed off about that. I was like, <laughs> I wrote this story about the, not that anybody in Seattle was reading the same story that I wrote in Jersey. Um, and one of the, one of my colleagues said, relax, man. You're in the New York market. His company's playing to, here's what we did, everything technically, technologically. And uh, to the Seattle uh, audience, oh, no, it's all you guys. We need you. I said, oh, okay, I get it. It's all a game. So that was an early lesson. on. He's, he's yeah. pandering to the yeah. crowd. He's right. like a musician. Yeah, oh, this is the... This crowd in Scranton yeah. is the loudest crowd we've ever played in front yeah, of. Yeah, but meanwhile, this guy's writing a story in the New York market. Hell yeah, I'm going to pump up our company and everything we did, right? Uh, okay, finally. Okay. Halftime pick. Now, the NFL really, mm-hmm. they really struck upon something last year with the the with uh, Dr. Dre yeah. and Eminem and uh who else was out there? Mary J Blige. Snoop. Um Snoop. And I'm forgetting one more. Kendrick Lamar. That was awesome. Yeah. They can't duplicate that. My pick for halftime show Taylor Swift. I who do you say will yeah, play the halftime show I've this I've wondered year? why she hasn't been part of the rotation yet. She's the one that's kind of escaped them a little bit. Um, <laughs> She's got hits. Can I, but can I, I mean, can I give you mine that would never, ever be the pick, but I would love it? The, P- the piano man, <laughs> the piano Billy Joel. <laughs> uh, no, it'd either be who I'm going to see on Wednesday night, which is The Strokes, uh, courtesy of Bose. Thank you, Bose. Maybe we'll give a nice set of headphones out of it too. Um, but the other one, now the greatest, so the media party at the Super Bowl used to be this big lavish thing. And they used to have three of them actually. They used to have one on uh, Tuesday, one on Friday, and one on the night after the game. And actually they had a, four of them. They had a breakfast before the game too. And year by year they scaled these things down and to the point where a couple of them don't even exist anymore. But Tuesday night is the annual media party. And it's something I don't even – bother with anymore because it's just not really what it used to be it's the the welcome committee's party but the best i've ever been to was arizona 2007 well 2008 2007 season the giants played the patriots the gin blossoms played the media party because they're from arizona and it was like us 
and the gym, like they were right here. There was a crowd of like, I don't know, 500 maybe. And they killed it. So uh, somebody tweeted about uh, John Branch, who was a New York Times writer, was covering the Giants at the time, tweeted about the Jim Blossoms recently. And I replied and they were tagged in there. And then one of the other writers said, greatest Super Bowl media party ever. And the Jim Blossom said, Super Bowl's in Arizona. Let's run it back. So I'm hopeful for there. But if not, let's get them to play the whole shebang. Maybe they have a new album coming out. That's always the hook to have one of these folks do the, okay. show, do the game. Uh, fast forward. Yeah. Uh, they announced the Gin Blossoms as the <laughs> halftime act for the Super Bowl. 97% of people saying, who? Who's that? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Where's Taylor Swift? <laughs> O'Toole wanted Taylor Swift. Where the hell is she? I don't have a great answer. Who's hot now? I don't even. I'm so far behind, man. I'm. I'm, I'm a dad now. It sucks. I mean, it's okay, great. Well, but... I believe. I believe my pick is probably the odds of it happening are a lot greater. Yes, I would say so. Although, watch those strokes, baby. Uh, Mike, you're a, a great human, and I know that for a fact because I've met you. We've worked together for years, and you still deliver handwritten notes to people, a lost art. Uh, have I done that for you lately? Have I told No. You? Oh. You've only... Sorry. You've given me two, I believe, and that's two more than everyone I know. See, people remember that. Like, you can buy gifts, especially now it's so easy on the internet. Somebody wraps it and delivers it for you the handwritten note it's the way to go it's one of the things that i still recommend for a lot of folks to do but hopefully a lot of people don't start doing it because then it loses its effect i want to still have <laughs> see you remembered it. that's right all of a sudden people are getting 10 a week they're like oh crap <laughs> we're, what we're the killing, hell is mike started? we're killing forests and trees <laughs> yeah well, mike i hope you uh, can de-stress before the season begins yeah. and we'll talk to you uh hopefully very soon. I'm here. Uh, love love uh, talking to you, Dan, again. Great seeing you. Handsome as ever, you silver fox. And that was uh, that was our NFL insider, Mike Garofolo. Thank you, Mike. Mike, great guy. I was just talking to him about, uh, you couldn't hear the interview, how he still uh, delivers handwritten notes to people. Like Hallmark cards? No, no. Like he has like, like stationery and... Say you leave a job that you used to work with him at, he'll send you notes saying, hey, great working with you. Oh, jeez. Isn't that nice? Does he send you Christmas cards too? No. Oh. But if you work together, it gives you notes still. Handwritten. Handwritten. That's cool, I guess. It's thoughtful. These burgers <laughs> have been cooking for the entire podcast, and this podcast has been an hour, so I believe they're cooked. Well, I think they are they were thick and juicy. They're not so much thick. <laughs> or maybe not the juicy part anymore. Okay. Definitely dried. So uh, the Orono Fair goes from uh, Thursday to uh, Sunday. Again, this is a small town fair in our little small town. How many days will you attend, Brian Bickle? Uh, probably at least twice. Ooh. No, once or, tw- once or twice. We just did the C&E, and that was a lot. Ooh, I'm going to burn my face See, off. See, that's the problem. If you were situated... Right here, I'll go every day. That's what I'm doing, yeah. baby. You got the full weekend pass? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I was a burger. It's dry as f- Oh, Maybe yours is. Yeah, you gave me the burnt one. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, Brian, this is our first ever, oh, no, second live guest, but the first one in the backyard. Okay, yeah. Yeah. First in the backyard. Did I say second? Second live guest, first in the backyard. Yeah, I did get it right. Okay. Um, I hope the kids made it back to school safe. I always tell people, be nice to people. You don't know what they're going through. Smile. Smile. And realize that problems in life... I always say this. They don't mean anything. We're floating around on a flying rock in the universe. It's a big rock. None of it really make. None of it really matters. <laughs> Are you okay? I don't know, some <laughs> buzzing at my ear here. 
And make sure you give someone a hug. A hug, smile. I always say laughter lives longer. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in to our Boomsies Backyard Orinal Fair Week Summer Spectacular. 3-3-33, Patrick Wall. See you later. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies.